Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait, Ash, did you just say true crime? Old, old timey true crime. <laughs> so if I'm easily freaked out by historical true crime that has nobody else alive that could even relate to this story, but you know, maybe it's, you know, a historical story that might be interesting, then this probably isn't the podcast for me. <laughs> This is the one to try, honestly. Like, you can't get offended by this. We are talking 1590, people. 1590. <laughs> Let's go back to, what a good year, 1590. <laughs> what a good year. <laughs> Consider that your blanket trigger warning. You are about to listen to a true crime podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. we're back ash you're getting all historical on us today i am but not like in the actual history classes not in the way that you get to teach us this is my type of history class this is the history class that i would not have ditched roger that okay well fine give me the gore (laughs) give me the tea oh it's historical Historical. (laughs) that was such a dad joke you're welcome i'll be here all week Will you, though? No. No, I won't. (laughs) Okay. So. Jeez. (laughs) If the things we're about to go over are all true, in this case, okay, then today we are covering the most prolific female serial killer in the history Dating back to 1590 <gasps> until 1610. I think I know this one. Yep. I think I know this one. Yay. It is Elizabeth Bathory, a.k.a. the Blood Countess. Yes. A.k.a. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. <laughs> what Let's a be crazy... Real. Yep. This is one of the cases... So when we were just sitting in my Jeep, when we were spitballing names for Bloodbath, and you said it, this is one of those cases that just popped in my head, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Stop saying our things. Done. <laughs> <laughs> no more need for talking. We're good. Let's get to recording. <laughs> we're good. We got it. <laughs> so today we're going to hop on our plane and head over to Hungary. So sorry for the mispronunciations that are to come. I will do my absolute best. But even then. <laughs> it's Ashley. It is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's me. And also, I mean, Hungary doesn't Mario. have a lot of easily pronounceable, pronounceable things, so. Well, you have no idea. Yeah. But you're about to. Okay. So, Elizabeth Bathory was born in 1560 into the noble family. She was actually a product of inbreeding, which was very common back in the day. Think Game of Thrones. It kept the royal families, quote, pure-blooded. What? Disgusting. Her father was Baron George VI Bathory, and her mom was Baroness Anna Bathory. We're going to go with it. I do love that the last name is Bathory because then it's like blood Bathory. I, I know. Yes. It's literally, that. that's one of the reasons why I feel like this is fake. Right. It just seems so perfect. Like somebody wrote it. it you know what I mean? Could be true. Could be the, a story, you know, somebody wrote. But that should be the title is Blood Bathory. Okay. I like that. Done. Okay. Done. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> so her father is the brother of a Voivode of Transylvania, Andrew Bonaventura 
Bathory. <laughs> Such a middle name. Mm-hmm. Whose position being the voivode of Transylvania was the highest ranking official within the entire kingdom of Hungary for four centuries. Elizabeth's older brother, Stefan, oh wait, <laughs> Stephen <Yeah>. Bathory. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. Stefan. <laughs> I mean, it could be Stefan. Probably Stephen. It was like Maddie and I, my sister in law, we were in the true crime section of a bookstore. No. Which has a thriller section right no, next you did to not. it. Whereas Stephen King book is, she goes, Who's Stephen King? Get out. So my jaw just hit the floor. <laughs> yes, I'm ratting you out. <laughs> so, anyway, Stephen Bathory served as a royal judge, so you could say her family was pretty powerful and wealthy. She was able to get an education that many other people, especially women, could not get. Not to mention her social power as well. If she wanted to befriend you or, say, give you a job, which will come into play later, you accepted that with grace. With, like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, kiss her feet, fucking take me in. Like, there was no questions asked. Growing up, however, Elizabeth would suffer from really bad and frequent seizures. This is unfortunate in and of itself, but the epilepsy, got it, (laughs) condition was common during this time for children that were born through inbreeding. So it's like, a, a put, put the pieces together. Maybe stop maybe. fucking your brothers and your cousins and <laughs> sisters and your aunts and your uncles and your moms and dads. At least it happens less now, hopefully. Unless you're in Alabama. So, do, do, <laughs> don't! What if we have Alabama listeners? They know Just the jokes. They know the joke. It's a joke. <laughs> You've heard them all. Right. So, due to this being the 1500s, epilepsy or the connection that this may be resulted to inbreeding was not exactly pondered. But they did want to find a way to stop the seizures. So, being the ever so well educated people that they were on the treatments, they were A, rubbing the blood of someone who was not epileptic on the lips of the person needing treatment. So, a good old blood lipstick. Okay. We, got, we love a good red lipstick, honestly. But we love a good red lip. Maybe that's a little too far. <laughs> It didn't work. No shit. Whoa. So weird. And I can only assume the amount of diseases that were spread from them doing this. Like, don't even take into the fact that it is the diseases. Come on. I'm uncomfy. They had a thing for blood of non-epileptic people. Like, they were so close to knowing it was a result of inbreeding at the time, but not quite there yet. Like, they know it's blood, Right. But it's blood from your brothers and sisters combining, not just blood in general. <laughs> mm. This one's really morbid, though. They would kill a person that did not have epilepsy and then mix their blood with a piece of that person's skull that they would, like, crush up into dust and then drink it. Oh, my God. Medicine has come such a long way. And I know, right? Oh, you're, you've got and a I temperament? Like... Do some cocaine and, you know, maybe you won't see demons anymore. It's like, Jesus Christ. Have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. You're not exactly. Like, here, eat the bones of this person who was perfectly healthy and we sacrificed for you. Exactly. And then you'll feel much better. Maybe snort some, yeah, too. No. And I feel like the people that they were probably taking were people within the castle. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they were just taking random people off the street. Because how would they know if they have epilepsy or not? Yeah, they're taking, like, probably their servants or whatever. Exactly. So I feel like 
if I was a servant and I was noticing this, I would just pretend to have seizures. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All I can imagine is randomly everyone starts having seizures and they're like, what's happening? (laughs) They're like, it's a pandemic. Then you don't have any pure blood help. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. So it's not a wild theory that due to Elizabeth being put through these blood treatments that she inevitably brought this into her adult years and is the reason behind her atrocious actions. To her, these practices are normal. Yeah, they made her like a bloodthirsty person. Just, I need people's blood to survive. Like, they've convinced her that she needs other people's blood to survive. Like, she is fucked in the brain. She's fucked in the DNA, the Dunna, and she's fucked in the brain. In the Dunna. So, at 10 fucking years old, she was engaged to be married. Ugh. During this time, it was normal for two powerful families to assign a specific marriage within royal families. And Elizabeth was to marry Count Fernick, I think is his name, Natasty, who was 14 at the time. Still, like, it's two babies marrying each other. Come on. Now, when Elizabeth was 13 years old, she allegedly gave birth to a child that did not belong to her husband. Uh-oh. Beyonce at the time. Just a boy that worked within the castle. A peasant, you could say. Ooh. Scandal. This baby could not be within the family, though. It would, quote, ruin the bloodline of incest. But due to the pure blood, the baby was sent off to live with a local village woman that the Bathory family trusted and paid really well. And taking things into account, the fact that they didn't just yeet the baby into oblivion... (laughs) They had some sort of morals, I guess. I guess. Like, when I was getting into this part and my research, I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I thought it was going to go real bad real fast. Oh, at least it... I mean, maybe because it had her blood, they were like, okay, you can't, we you can't. know, kill half of a baby, so... Right? Yeah. That would be the logic yeah. in their brain. Uh, when they were married, Elizabeth was 15 and Natasty was 19. And because Elizabeth's status was higher than Natasty's, he would actually take on her last name, making him Count Ferenick Bathory. I think we should keep I was about to say, like, if if I'm going to be the main breadwinner, you'd be taking my last name. (laughs) What's up, Mr. Price? (laughs) So Ferenick gave Elizabeth a wedding gift. And this wedding gift is of the higher standards. The castle that his mother bought in 1569 was transferred over to Elizabeth during their nuptials. This only all this only included the entire castle in 17 adjacent villages. <laughs> Talk about the wedding gift of a fucking century, though. Talk about standards being lifted. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't marry me unless you give me 17 villages and a castle. Oh, you know, like maybe Harry Potter's castle? Just casually Ooh. in the distance? <laughs> casually right next to, you know, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so, Interesting. This is just wild. And before the newlyweds moved into the castle, Farinick had his workers build a custom portrait chamber for Elizabeth to use on whoever she wanted. Did you just say torture also, chamber? Oh, I said torture chamber. Torture chamber. Yeah. I, in my it's head, like it was really... like portrait chamber. I was like, oh, she likes painting. No, no. And then I was like, wait a second. That's not right. He's a supportive husband. Okay. <laughs> we, I mean, we stand a supportive husband, but 
maybe not in this way. Maybe not murderous. Maybe not torturous. Like... Unless it's the Adams family. Unless it's the Adams family. That's different. That's different. That's real. Different, love. but not really. But different. Yeah. This is like a really twisted version of the new show on Netflix, uh, How to Build a Sex Room. Ah, yes. Except for, you know, that's how I'm envisioning it. Just an old little grandma coming by to help her build a torture chamber because it's what she's into. I mean, if the people are consensual and it's like BDSM, like, okay, but (laughs) this is not the case. No. So Elizabeth had a say in this ordeal also, telling the worker exactly what she wanted. With Ferenix being the chief commander of Hungarian troops, he would often be gone for months at a time. So this left Elizabeth to oversee the estates and manage their business affairs. In my head, I'm like, what is it? She in an office? Like, but no, yeah. this is the 1500s. But this also left her so much time to just hang out in her torture chambers. Hang out in her, her safe space, so you can say. Where she's safe, a lot but no one else is. Nobody else is. A lot of information says that Ferdinick would often join Elizabeth in the torturous activities, but she was not nearly as crazy with them when he was around. It's almost like she was kind of nervous that she would actually be judged. Oh, my God. So who's to say, like, maybe it was a little more, because there is, like, a point in my research that I found that some people think that this was sexually driven. Yeah. I don't really 100% feel that way. I feel it's more like her upbringing of thinking that blood's like a necessity for her in a sense, and then she I just got know. creative with it. I'm I'm picking up on the kink vibe here, man. I'm like, if it was like in her brain that like she needed the blood to survive, then she wouldn't be embarrassed about it. But if this is something that turns her on, yeah. She might be a little bit like, I don't know, is he into it? I don't know. It's my husband, Jimmy. I got to see. Yeah. See, that's where, when it comes to him being there, her not being as crazy, I think is a little probably more BDSM-y than, like, actually just torture, give me the blood. Yeah. You know, a, a, a bit of a, a mixture. They were married for about 25 to 29 years when Ferenick died on January 4th, 1604. The dates are all, there's somewhere around the first week of January that he died. Yeah. I mean, uh, back then, he, they didn't have... Like a calendar, they didn't write shit down. (laughs) You didn't even get a birth certificate because they didn't know if you were going to survive the first month because babies died all the time. Exactly. But he died to an unknown illness that was taking over his health for the last three years of his life. Seems questionable to me. And seems questionable. His last year of life, his legs were like in excruciating pain. He was actually unable to walk and... Like, I don't know what disease causes that, but maybe I'm sure there's something. Poison? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe think about it that way. Maybe. After his death, Elizabeth was free to keep Farinick's side of the bed warm with pretty much whoever she wanted. She already <laughs> had been doing this while he was away for a business. Oh. But the use of her torture chamber, however, is where she really wanted to use. And with him being gone, this is where she was actually like spending all of her time pretty much according to testimonies which i don't really know what that really means for the 1500s elizabeth's initial victims were servant girls ages between 10 and 14 they were daughters of local peasants and had been offered a job to work at the castle and earn money for their families or on some occasions they were told that they could come and learn courtly etiquette and social advancements so to the family, it's like, oh, my God, you're getting your chance. Like, you're going to be able to get out of here. Maybe you can help your family. Go, go, go. 
No, no, that's no. That's not the case. They slowly started not returning home, but because they were peasants, nobody but their loved ones batted an eye or could do anything about it. They could scream and yell and holler as much as they wanted, but people didn't give a fuck. Nope. And Elizabeth only had one thing in mind for these girls, and she wanted their blood. And she was going to get it in any way that she could imaginally, imaginally, imagine what? Any way she could imagine. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Any way she could imagine. So here's a few of them, which hurts me deeply. Elizabeth's victims were covered with honey and then left outside for insects to devour. I don't like that. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> During colder parts of the year, younger women were stripped naked and forced into deadly ice baths. She would drive needles into their fingers and under their fingernails. So Hot. not only under, <laughs> but in. <laughs> For some reason, she would cut their noses and lips just to get like blood out. Red hot irons, coins, anything metal that could be heated up were used to burn the flesh, including, and most of the time, on their genitals. Some were starved to death. Severe beatings. She would bite flesh off their faces, arms, and other body parts. One girl had her boob bitten off by Elizabeth and was forced to then cook and eat it. Mm -mm. Yeah. She would also cut the wrists and necks of her virgin victims and bathe in the blood that came out, believing that it would preserve her beauty and usefulness. She would occasionally drink it as well, which I think she gathered from her childhood. And, you know, she just, she adopted this from her childhood, honestly. Like, let's bring it down to, if she wasn't brought up this way, I don't think this would have happened. It's a nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a nurture thing, and then it became her nature. Yeah. It became I mean, her normal. You got it in you. I don't have... I couldn't. I couldn't. If I was even no. raised in a family, that I don't think I could be that way. No. I was raised in a... Sh I should be... I'm one of those people I feel like that should be a lot shittier than I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When it comes down to how people have empathy, it is a nurture thing, but it's also within you. Yeah. She's... I can't... I mean, just gross, man. Eh. Yeah. Uh, you can honestly I say can't. she was bathing in the blood of her victims. Yeah, she was. That's fucking disgusting. Who would ever yeah. do that? It's estimated that over 20 years of living in the castle, she had more than... Want to guess how many victims they estimated? 400. Over 20 years. 400. 650. God damn. That's like two. I was going to say that's like two a year, but this is over 20 years. No. I don't feel like doing my math. So soon, though, she grew bored of how easy it was to get these peasants' little girls. Mm -hmm. And she wanted more of a thrill. So she would start going after the daughters of the higher-ups in the social class. These were the girls that were, like, middle class for today, today's times. And they were sent to Elizabeth's on womanly quarters to learn etiquette. So it wasn't like, come work for me. It was, you're going to learn something that's going to actually benefit you and help you. Because she had to work a little harder to get them. Mm. Her torture chamber and ways of going about things were not exactly um, known by people, which I find odd that people in the thing, only four people 
that she trusted supposedly knew about this. Okay, okay but I, I did the math. Okay. I'm not good at math, but I did it. That's <laughs> like 32 a year. 32 girls a year that go missing. 32 and a half, to be exact. That go That's missing. at least two a month. Yes. Two so you're three. telling me these girls get sent off to this castle to go learn some etiquette or work for the lady in the castle. <laughs> they don't come home. And then the neighbors are like, yeah, I'll send my daughter too. Exactly. How are they putting out this many people? Is how I mean, it is 17 villages. Okay. That is a lot of people, but. Also, there's probably no condoms. They just fucking. They just okay. be fucking. It, it seems questionable, though, that the girls aren't coming back with, like, good reviews. Saying, yes, this it's is a great peasants, idea. It's the though, because she started with them. So even if they're, like, telling their neighbors, like, the peasant people, so to say, will probably, like, combine together and be like, okay. Like, there's probably moments where they're like, no, Jenny, you're not going. And she's like, well, why? You don't love me. And they're like, I literally love you, which is why you're not going. <laughs> yeah. For your own good. But she works her way. Maybe she wanted to work her way and she got bored with the peasants, too, because they started, like, rallying together. And they were like, no, we're not going to give you our children. So she had to go to another level. And now it's like, hey, person that is successful, let me help you be more successful by giving you some etiquette rules. Like, maybe, you know. But yeah, so four trusted people. They were obviously rumors of shit going down, but only four definitively knew what was happening and would help get the girls and dispose of their bodies. Let's be honest, though. They weren't, like, the brightest crayon in the box that were helping her. And more than likely, if they said no, they would probably have been killed. Yeah. You don't drop on somebody, hey, I have a torture chamber and I really want you to help me get girls and torture them and then dispose of their bodies and not think that if you say no, that you're not going to die. You're not next or something. Yeah. Like, exactly. hey, I'm trusting you with this really big secret. It's like, well, it's either I do what you say or I'm dead. Those are my you're options. You're kind of being blackmailed at that point. Yeah. Like, you're fucked. Yeah. And what are they going to do? Go there. These people are working in there. Like, they're at the level of peasants as well compared to where her standards are, who's going to believe them? Yeah. This is why you can, if you ever kill somebody, do not fucking tell me. Because one of us has <laughs> to die. Why do you put that on me? Because one the of us. The only way I'm going to kill someone is if they come after me and I have to defend myself. You get in a can of whoop ass or you come after my child. I'm fucking shit up. All right. If it's Just in self-defense, that's fine. But if you kill somebody, don't fucking tell me. I don't want to know. Well, you can rest easy because it's not going to happen. All right, good. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I can't even get rid of box hair dye around the bathroom. What makes you think I can get rid of blood? <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's why. Okay. That's why you'd call me, though. You'd be like, Jamie, come clean up this fucking mess. It's hair dye. I'll, I'll freshly dye my hair Little Mermaid Red again. I'll know. I'll know then. <laughs> there you go. Who did she fucking murder? I don't see Brayden around. No. <laughs> Brayden? <laughs> You don't call me in 10 fucking minutes. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 1610, we're like, what, 20, 30-ish years. She's bored again. Okay. She wants to go even higher in the social status for the girls. This would be a grave mistake on her part. Mm -hmm. These are people who actually have a say in shit. Their parents are, like, friends with your parents. So. Exactly. Like, you're, you're fucked. Her four, collaborat la, la, la. her four collaborators 
mm-hmm. would begin abducting the local nobles' daughters. Not just like, hey, come do this mutually. No, no, no. They are snacking. Taking you away. <laughs> like, gone. <laughs> when they panicked that their daughters were missing, people actually listened because they're powerful. Sadly, it's not very fucking different today. These True. people are all talking with one another, and they come to the conclusion the only common denominator here is Elizabeth. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Weird. And this is now spreading like wildfire. Like wildfire. Like the peasants have been saying this, the middle class have been saying this, and now uh, here's the higher voice, here's the celebrity to fucking get it actually going, okay? And Count Thurzo, who was friends with Elizabeth, he's like a judicial matters person. He, like, mm-hmm. oversaw judicial... I was, like, I don't really understand what these meant back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like? <laughs> he was sent to investigate the crimes that were being alleged by the noble people. And, sadly, the noble people only. He was not going to see the peasant people. He no. only talked to, like, the, the noble people. Which is fucked up. But... He still gets the shit done, okay? Okay. No raven, no pigeon, no phone call is sent to Elizabeth that Count Thurzo is on his way to the castle to investigate these rumors and disappearances. She has no idea. So he's going around looking for Elizabeth around the castle, okay? He hears some noises. He goes to investigate. He's got his little magnifying glass and hat on everything, okay? And he was not ready for what he saw. He catches Elizabeth red-handed she has a young girl tied up in the middle of torturing her and then off to the side is another girl that is chained up against the wall to be her next victim she's immediately arrested the four trusted collaborators three females and one male were arrested questioned and then sent to be tortured for their crimes oh no they got exactly what they put out you know it's weird. I feel like we should kind of keep that around still. Just a little. Yeah. It's justice. The punishment fits justice. the crime. Like, let's be honest. Justice. Justice. <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> Thurzo is, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Count Thurzo. <laughs> Count Batman. He's got to have a cape, right? Like, you envision a cape. Oh, yeah. On Count yeah. Thurzo, right? Okay. So, the collaborators denied their culpability in torturing the girls, but admitted to burying multiple victims for Elizabeth. Two of the women and the man were quickly sent to death, and it carried out as well. This isn't like put to death and then you get to live out your lives. No, no, no. You don't get to to appeal. You're gone. They're like, all right, (laughs) you're in the gallows the next day. They're doing the guillotine. They're doing the fucking noose. You're done. You're done. Head in basket. Done. (laughs) It's very Game of Thrones, honestly. Mm -hmm. Another woman who supposedly used magic to help Elizabeth was also killed. She's a witch. Bye. Bye. Huh? She's <laughs> exactly the bitch. Like, that's so fucked up. It was probably like a neighbor that didn't like her who just said it. That is so fucked up. Yeah. So being the higher power that Elizabeth still had, even after this all came out, she was not put on trial and would not be sent to a common prison. Instead, she was isolated in her own castle. They walled up a room that was underground 
So they walled up, like, the windows and everything. And she said to live out her remaining four years of her life in isolation. Wow. And it was, like, so it was guarded by a couple guards. Mm-hmm. And all, like, who's to say that she didn't just be like, hey, can I go for a walk? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She had to have some type Seems of power. Like such a waste of a castle at that point. I mean, other people still lived in it. I didn't, I didn't go that far into my research, though. Like, who took it over? Because Faradick's dead. Yeah. I, that's, I don't know. She's... Well, she died on or around, was found dead on August 21st, 1614. Hey. And she was initially buried in the crypt on her estate. But then her body was moved. Oh. Because and nobody knows where to. Ooh. I wanna find it. <laughs> All I'm thinking is that there's somebody who's like she was right and like worships her and then like bathes in the blood Ew. of st- children that's still that's yeah. that's who would steal her body. She's a witch. She's a witch. Bye nah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this week. The twenty first is this Sunday. Oh yeah. shit, I didn't even think about that. There you go. Happy you death go. day to the bloodbath lady. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bloodbathry. We do not condone her actions. <laughs> no, she's a piece of shit. Don't don't bathe in the blood of anyone. Just don't. Just don't. Not even blood packs. Like no diseases. There's Any diseases. sort of blood. They're real. Come on, we don't need it. We just we got COVID. Stop. We got monkeypox. You got just just stop. Stop. Stay out of other people's blood. <laughs> just stay out of it. Stay don't kill people. Business. Don't do shit. Stay out of their fucking blood. <laughs> maybe no maybe business, that. no blood. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, thanks. I fucking hated it. It was great. Yeah, don't you lie. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely uh, <laughs> gross for sure. Yeah, I didn't for like sure. a lot of that. I'm surprised you did a torture case, honestly. I'm surprised about the amount that I do. A lot of the times. When I do my research, I just, I kind of, I find the victim and I find like their story and then I'm just like, you know what? It's interesting. What, let's, let's speak about it. And then the next thing I know, there's, I'm fuck and I'm too far and and I feel like if I like don't speak about it, then it's like, well, I'm trying to keep them out there. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just fucking, I go through with it and I squirm and I squeam and Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) I, I didn't enjoy that and I don't usually have a problem with that. That was uncomfortable. It's the bug one. I know it's the bug one. The honey. I can't. If you that you started off with this was in the 1610s, and I and I like knew you, but we were like arch enemies. Arch nemesis. Nemesis. Enemies. Anemone. Anemone. Or your enemy. (laughs) That's what I would do to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, honey. That's fun. Honey. Yeah. Don't you cross me, bitch. I'm scared. Oh my god. (laughs) this recording I, I don't even i don't even have like a good comeback because all of the things that are torturous are just so I evil won. tap out bitch Knock i mean like out, death of K-O. a thousand cuts how about that just keep giving you small cuts all over your body forever with lemon juice with lemon juice the thing that i love but would hate then yeah there you and go. salt oh i love salt rub salt in your wounds <laughs> with that Anyway, let's stop talking about how we're going to fucking torture each other. <laughs> do you have a good good for me? Um, do I? 
You, what's your good good? Let me think of a good good. Oh, um, I'm going to New York this week. That's my good good. That's all you oh, get to you know. <laughs> you don't want to say more? Nope. What, what else? What else, Jamie? <laughs> don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. You'll find out soon enough. Don't worry about sweetheart. Don't worry. About <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I can plug Catch Killers Not Feelings. Hell I'm yeah. in there every Wednesday. Nice. Something really cool is happening in January with it. So there's that. Ooh. Also, you should be listening to our other friends' podcasts if you like anything about drama or reality TV shows. Oh my or God, yes. reading about trashy people on the internet. Yes. You should go listen to our friend Katie's podcast. It's called Shut Up, Tell Me More. It's yes. really good. It's actually so amazing. I was listening to it with uh, Molly while we were cooking food. And we were both like, oh, it was a it was a nasty episode. It was good, though. Was it the we piss We were one? laughing. Huh? Was it the piss? Yeah. yeah. That one was so yep. freaking gross. It was that one. And then, and then Molly's like, she has a really good voice. I was like, she'd love to hear that. Aww. <laughs> Definitely go check it out. It's called Shut yeah. Up, Tell Me More. Um, you can find it. I'll put the link in the show notes. There you go. That'll that'll work yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening to this awful fucking story. <laughs> but people can't really be offended by because it's 1610. Yeah. And the 1590s. Back in the 1590s. You know? Oh, what a year. Oh, what a year. <laughs> it was a great time for women. <laughs> <laughs> Has it ever been a great time for women? You know? You know. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week, hopefully, or whenever we put out a new another episode. Uh, be sure to rate, Bye. review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Keep up with us on our social medias at Bloodbath Podcast. Make sure you send in any of those creepy stories that you have just hanging out in your brain. You know, email us. Let us know what's going on with you. Tell us your good goods. And uh, I guess, uh, but wait, there's more. Bye 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 b